0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. To the locked on Titans podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, the current CBA negotiations, the collective bargaining agreement negotiations between the owners and the players association is currently in flux. And that has a direct impact on how the Titans will handle the offseason, considering the implications with the franchise tag and the transition tag. So we are going to talk about that off the bat, talk about how that affects the Titans. What is the most recent reports? And the different scenarios that come up when you consider that this CBA, the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners, could be ratified at any moment in time, or it could not be ratified whatsoever going into the new season. So it definitely has an impact on the Titans. We'll talk about how and why and what it would mean for them going forward as they try to navigate this tricky, tricky offseason. We will also talk about more rumors about Ryan Tannehill and how the Titans and his team are currently trying to get things done. within a very, very small window of time. And then we will finish off the show talking about the combine. The on-field workouts finally start tonight with the quarterbacks, the tight ends, and the wide receivers. Always a very exciting group to watch considering the on-field drills, throwing the ball, running routes, matchups, and the wide receivers running those 40-yard dashes. Very exciting as well, and it means a lot to that position specifically so we will keep our eye on all of that i'll give you guys some names to watch from the titans perspective sprinkle in a few just so you guys have a few players on your radar but we have a lot to get into all of that considered tons of tag talk tannahill extension rumors and the combine let's get it this is the last year of the current collective bargaining agreement, there is a loophole where the Titans have access to not only the franchise tag which is normal, but also the transition tag. So both tags are available to all NFL teams which is very uncommon. Just as a refresher, the franchise tag if applied to a player would give them the average of the top five paid players at their position. So let's say it was Ryan Tannehill you take the top five quarterbacks paid at the position, you average out there salary and that's what Tannehill would get for one season with the transition tag That is actually the average of the top 10 players at that position and if another team comes in and decides to sign someone who you've placed the transition tag on, then that team would have to pay you with two first round picks. So it's very uncommon that teams would try to take a player if they were transition tagged. So your initial thought there is that actually benefits the Titans because they have more maneuverability. They have more flexibility with how they can retain their key pieces, with how they can uh, avoid committing long term to two players who wanted the running back position, which has shown that big money money and running backs just don't go together and then a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill who has been very up and down until he got to Tennessee and had the best season of his career so if the Titans wanted to avoid committing long term and kind of giving those guys a prove it situation they could use both of those tags in the same offseason which as I said is a loophole because we are in the final year of the current collective bargaining agreement the new collective bargaining agreement is being negotiated right now the owners have proposed as we talked about and the players there. are some internal grief as to whether or not the players want to accept the deal that they've been proposed or continue to fight for, you know, more opportunities for them and and get more back that the players are actually looking for from the CBA, which the owners admittedly proposed very quickly and would like to get done as fast as possible so that they can begin negotiating the new media deals that are coming up as well. If the players for some reason were to drag this out, then the Titans would have to continue operating under. Under the current collective bargaining agreement which would allow them to have two tags if for some reason though anytime during the offseason the players do agree to ratify the new collective bargaining agreement that's being negotiated right now well then those terms take effect immediately which would ruin the loophole that allowed the titans to use both the franchise tag and the transition tag and they would have to immediately release one of those tagged players back into regular Open free agency. So it's very, very dicey for the Titans to operate as if they can use both tags. It's almost like they have the advantage right now, but can't really take advantage of it because it could be taken away. And if you operate under the assumption that you have someone tagged and then they're taken away, that could throw out your entire plan. And this wouldn't just be affecting the Titans. Think of teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with edge rusher Shaquille Barrett and Jameis Winston. Think of a team like the Dallas Cowboys with wide receiver Amari Cooper and quarterback Dak Prescott, so it could affect a number of teams out there, and it just leaves the Titans in, as I mentioned at the beginning, a very tricky situation. It's going to be very difficult to navigate exactly how to do that. One way to avoid the tags being an issue is to try to get things done early. As we mentioned, we are currently on day 1 of the tag window that that means the Titans have from today until March the 12th to tag any of the players that they want to use and right now they have the two tags available but rumors are already starting to come out from ian rapaport from nfl network that the titans are going to look to get a long-term deal done with ryan Tannehill before march the 12th the end of the tag window and the reason that they would want to do that is so that they can secure ryan Tannehill, use one tag on either conklin or henry and then not have to worry about how the negotiations of the c Will impact how they handle free agency. Speaking of those Tannehill rumors, we are going to talk more about that in our next segment. What that means for the Titans, we already mentioned a little bit what their motivations would be and why they would look to do that. So we're going to talk more about that. Hear the direct report that the rumor came from from Ian Rappaport of NFL.com and talk about how the Titans could use Tannehill's extension to start off their offseason and and handle things as best as they possibly could. subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On is a great way for your local business to reach passionate fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, and not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants a way to connect with Titans fans and a predominantly male audience, that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get a team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or at LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. The rumors continue to pour in surrounding Ryan Tannehill, his contract negotiation, and the possible extension that the Titans are working on with him. It appears from all reports, we've gotten some from Chris Mortensen as fall far back as the Super Bowl. We heard from Adam Schefter live on television, and this most recent report came on Wednesday from Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. He basically said that the Titans are looking to get an extension done with Ryan Tannehill before March the 12th when the deadline for the transition tag and franchise tag hits. The reason for that, as I mentioned in our first segment, is they want to be able to focus on whether or not to use those tags on other People, they want to get Tannehill in the fold early and let that be the first stepping stone. To the offseason, that they really need to focus on retaining some of these key pieces. And the franchise tag and the transition tag, while they both are available right now, as we mentioned in the first segment, it's a risky proposition to expect to be able to use both of those with a collective bargaining agreement being able to be ratified at any time by the players. And there's a lot of infighting going on with the Players Association right now with the way that the voting works and all the representatives from each of the 32 teams. So you really can't know what the players are going to do at any moment in time. And what you don't want to do is set yourself up in a situation where your offseason is based around what the players are going to vote on. That would put you in a really bad spot and too much up and down, too much movement to sift through to be able to bank your whole entire offseason on that. So my expectation would be that the Titans are only looking to use one of those tags. And I would imagine that that tag would be the franchise tag. But, of course, we will talk about the amount of money that comes along with the transition tag as well. But first things first, I want to let you hear the sound from Ian Rappaport today on NFL Network and what he had to say about Ryan Tannehill's contract dramatic impact on these teams and we're going to see some teams like the Titans for instance going to try to get a deal done with Ryan Tannehill before the window closes to try to lock him in. Now admittedly that's not a lot of information, not some groundbreaking report, but I do think it's interesting that after John Robinson's comments yesterday were interpreted as he was much colder on Ryan Tannehill than he was about re-signing Derrick Henry, I think it's no coincidence whatsoever that Rappaport is saying this live on national television, knowing that there will be a lot of ears on that. I'm sure John Robinson wanted the world to know that he still wants Tannehill back as well. Considering that Derrick Henry and Tannehill have the same agent, you want to make sure that both of his clients are perceived correctly in the media and perceived to be wanted as well. I know it seems very petty petty, very middle school, very clickish, all, all of those different uh, things that you could peg that as. You're right about that. It is all of those things, but those things still do matter to clients. They still do matter to agents and perception is reality. So anytime that your name is brought up in the media, your agent is going to want to make sure that it's represented the right way. So I'm sure John Robinson wanted to make sure that that got out into the airwaves today, just in case there was anyone still thinking he's much hotter on Henry than And he is Tannehill. I'm sure he's looking to get both of those guys back in the fold. And there are a lot of people who believe that there is no way that the Titans will go into next season without both of those guys on the team. And they may look to to do that with the tag. If we could, let's just play a little game here of sign one. Tag one, let one walk. So if the Titans are only going to use one of their tags because they don't want to be put in a bad position with depending on the voting of the players, then what would they do with... I think it's it's almost a given now that Logan Ryan is probably going to be gone from this football team. He's going to have plenty of suitors out there. He's going to get a, a big deal, and I think based on the importance that the Titans will probably let him go. But the three top guys that they would look to re-sign would be Jack Conklin, Brian Tannehill, and Derrick Henry, the guys we are talking about, that they would put these tags on, and that's the reason for that. So if we had to extend one, tag one, let one walk, How would you guys handle that? Well, what I want to do is talk about what the Titans organization will most likely do. And it appears at this moment in time that they're going to look to extend Tannehill tag Derrick Henry, and let Conklin walk. Now, if things go the route where both tags are truly available, well, then it looks like they're going to extend Tannehill. They're going to give the franchise tag to Derrick Henry, and they would probably transition tag Jack Conklin to keep him in the fold one more year. And the reason they would do that, let's talk about how the amounts of the tags would work. What is the salary for that player? Well, remember I mentioned Earlier in the show, salary cap hit for a franchise tag takes the average of the top five salaries at the position. The transition tag is the average of the top 10 salaries at the position. So for a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, we're looking at $27 million dollars. For the franchise tag, about 25 for the transition tag. So they're better off getting uh, an extension done with him for about $28 million right there rather than franchise tagging him because the franchise tag and tagging a player will just ruin relationships. Look at Le'Veon Bell from the Steelers, Melvin Gordon with the Chargers. While you're paying that player a premium, you're not ensuring their long term term success. You're not locking them in for the long term. You're basically saying, hey, I don't want to marry you. Let's just keep dating. And quite frankly, players and people in general will take that personally. And that's what we see happen throughout the NFL when these franchise tags are placed. Someone like Jadavian Clowney, who was tagged and traded. Those things happen because players feel very disrespected when they receive a tag. So, The Titans will most likely try to get that extension done with Tannehill because his deal and the amount will be very similar to the cost of the transition or the transition tag or the franchise tag, anyways. But when you look at Derrick Henry at the running back position, we can say that he was misinterpreted or maybe he was being too honest. But if the Zeke number is the floor, and I'm sure his agent will argue that based on the production, well, that's $15 million, the franchise tag for a running back is only $12.5 million. So that's, if the Titans can't get an extension done around the $12 million mark, I would expect them to try to go for that because of what Derrick Henry has in the receiving column statistic-wise. It's hard to give him the amount of money we've seen Gurley get, or we've seen Bell get, or we've seen Zeke get, when Derrick Henry's statistics are so much lesser in the receiving categories, and it makes him less of a versatile player. So I would expect the Titans to try to be around 12 to $13 million if they can keep the dollar amount right there for Henry, they could probably avoid a tag. But if Henry's agent is looking for $14-15 million, then the Titans will probably franchise tag him to get him around that $12 million mark. And then, of course, if the transition tag is available... Or if things go really awry for the Titans, they choose to franchise tag Jack Conklin. Well, for an offensive lineman, we're looking at a little bit more than a running back. We're looking at $14.5 million projection for the transition tag and $16 million for a franchise tag. That's why I don't think a franchise tag is an option for Jack Conklin. Conklin because 16 million that's what Conklin's looking like he might get on the open market and if you're not saving any money just locking up the player and upsetting them for one more season doesn't make a lot of sense so I think the Titans would look to transition tag Conklin if they were looking to use a tag, and in my opinion, this would only be if John Robinson knows that the new CBA isn't going to be ratified, and both tags are going to be able to actually be used, because then you're getting Conklin for about $14.5 million, which would save you some money of what he's most likely going to get on the open market. So it's all about value. It's all about getting the correct value and trying to keep guys around at the right number. So I think that's where the Titans are right now, and how these tags work out, we will know in the coming days, but waiting on the players is going to be excruciating. So right now, all we can do is wait and see what the Titans do as they have from today until the 12th of March to actually apply these tags, which means... In that time span, we should get some really solid and pertinent Titans information, so I do look forward to that as well, and I'll make sure to break that down for you guys when it all takes place. Today is also the beginning of on-field workouts at the NFL Combine. It is the quarterbacks, the tight ends, and the wide receivers. So what I want to do for you guys is break down just a couple of names at each position for you guys to keep your eye on who the Titans might be looking for at different moments and times throughout the draft. So we're going to talk about that next. On-field workouts begin tonight at the NFL Combine, so let's do a little preview of what you should expect and a couple of names. You know, I can't go through the entire list of every quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end who's at the NFL Combine. It just wouldn't make sense to just be me here listing off names, but I do just want to give you a couple of names at each position to keep your eye on and kind of focus on who I think could be options for the Titans or potentially can give the Titans what I think they need as a team. So remember, all of these drills every player at the Combine will participate in, the 40-yard dash, the bench press, the vertical jump, the broad jump, the three-cone drill, the 20-yard shuttle, and the 60-yard shuttle, so everybody does those, but this year because they're trying to make the NFL Combine more of a television product, they're switching up a bunch of the on-field drills, and at the wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback position, one specifically that they've added is a smoke drill. It's for a smoke route. As you see, a lot of run-pass options enter their way into the NFL. What you'll have is a smoke route. So you'll have a wide receiver all the way on the outside. The quarterback will have a run-or-pass option. So they can hand it off to the running back, or they can make a quick throw out to the wide receiver on a smoke route. So what the wide receiver would do is, as soon as the ball is snapped, they would take basically one step forward and immediately turn around. And the quarterback would read the... He has a good look, and the run that they could possibly do doesn't have a good look, and he'd toss it out. You see the Packers do this a lot to Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's all over the NFL running these smoke routes on these run-pass option plays, so that would be an easy way for the NFL to time how quickly the quarterback can get the ball out to that wide receiver so they're going to time that and use that as a measurement going forward as we see that play and that concept a lot more in today's NFL it'll be more exciting to watch on TV and functionally speaking it makes a lot more sense for NFL offenses and NFL coordinators to see quarterbacks execute that as it's something that happens today in the NFL more often than other things we've seen so They'll add more drills as well, but that's one that they've leaked out to us to let us know to be watching for the wide receivers and the tight ends and the quarterback That's some of the more interesting on-field workouts that you get to see from the Combine, so I'm sure you guys will be at least tuning in for a moment to check that out. Looking at some of the players that Titans fans should be focusing on at the quarterback position. Obviously, I don't see the Titans looking at any of the top tier prospects like, you know, Joe Burrow, Tua Tonga Vilola, uh, Justin Herbert, even someone like Jordan Love or Jacob Eason could be out of their reach, but the Titans could be looking for a backup quarterback, a developmental quarterback, somebody that they can begin to mold, they can begin to work with, to take over for Tannehill if they only get him on a on a short-term deal, if he happens to revert back to his Miami form, or if for some reason the Titans miss out on Tannehill completely. So I like guys like Anthony Gordon from Washington State, Under Mike Leach, he had tons of reps and was coached well by a good quarterback coach. Backed up Garner Minshew for a while, and Minshew was able to come into the NFL and, as we saw, have a decent amount of success, especially for a sixth-round rookie. So Gordon could give you that sort of upside, knowing that that he's had good coaching before. Someone like Jake Luton from Oregon State is someone who's getting a lot of buzz as a as a mid round quarterback who could be a, a nice developmental prospect. Someone like Steven Montez from Colorado, whose father played in the NFL for a short period of time. Like I've mentioned on the show, I like guys who have that pedigree who kind of know what it takes to make it. Nate Stanley at Iowa was incredibly productive in his three seasons starting at Iowa, so those are some options. Like I said, I could go through a bunch of different names that are going to be there. You might have some guys who you have your eye on for the Titans backup position as well, but those are just a couple that I would tell Titans fans to to kind of keep their eye on during the combine, and at the tight end position, I don't see the tight end position as a significant need for the Titans. They could look to improve the talent level there, but With bringing Anthony Ferkser back on the exclusive rights free agent deal, having Jonu Smith already in the fold, I don't expect the Titans to go too high in the draft looking to improve the tight end position. But you look at a top guy like Cole Komet, if he is there from Notre Dame, widely considered the top tight end in the draft. If he is there at 29, well, the Titans may see that as, as good enough value to go ahead and strike, but not something that I would expect to be likely. Someone like Adam Troutman from Dayton, who really made a name for himself at the Senior Bowl, was considered a day three guy fifth round sixth round with a good showing at the combine and then the good showing that he already provided at the senior bowl he could vault himself up into day two conversation end of the second round third round even so maybe the titans would look at him at that moment in time and then someone who the titans may be able to get on day three jared Pinkney from vanderbilt very productive in his previous season in college when he had a lot more going for him in terms of coaching and the personnel around him had a down year at Vanderbilt in the most recent season, but the Titans being a local prospect, I've probably seen a lot of him. Maybe they bring him in later in the draft as a good value and just try to upgrade, like I said, the overall talent and versatility at the tight end position. Looking at wide receivers, it's my belief that the Titans really need a speed threat who can go deep. So you look at someone like KJ Hill from Ohio State who could be had maybe in the second Third round, it's a deep class at wide receiver, maybe even the fourth round there. Jalen Reger, who's gotten some first-round buzz, but I would expect to be more of a mid- to late-second rounder from TCU could potentially break the combine record for 40-yard dash time, so we have to keep an eye on that as well. That'll be a very interesting name. Someone who I'm absolutely in love with at the wide receiver position, who I think the Titans absolutely should look at at the back end of the first round, and if they happen to trade down from the end of the first round into the beginning of the second round, Justin Jefferson from LSU. He just gets it. Family was in the NFL, has great technique on his routes, obviously could have a little bit more explosion. He's not the craziest athlete you're going to see like somebody like Rager in terms of speed, but I just love what he brings to the table. Someone like Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, also in the mold of a Jalen Rager, going to be incredibly fast, going to blaze his 40 time, so somebody like that could be a potential option for the Titans in the first or second round if they see that speed threat needed as well. And then Antonio Gibson from Memphis, I always like to keep my eye on the local guys close to Tennessee, as obviously John Robinson has You know, taking a liking to guys who are local, who they have an opportunity to take a look at. Big guy, he has some explosion to him, so while he doesn't necessarily fit that blazing speed role that I've talked about, still a local guy who could be available on day two or day three who the Titans could look to infuse some more talent and youth into the wide receiver position. As we talked about previously this week, Corey Davis could be on his way out, and Tajay Sharp is a free agent, so that could be an option as well. So just keep your eye on those guys. I think this grouping with tight ends, wide receivers, quarterbacks is very exciting to watch. The NFL is going out of their way to make this a more television-friendly event, so I hope you guys will check that out. I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown of some of the storylines coming out of Thursday night at the Combine on tomorrow's show, and we'll do another preview for the next group coming over. As the Combine does bleed over the weekend, I'll try to see how we should preview some of these and do a breakdown for you when we get back, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but that is going to wrap up today's show we talked about the CBA and how those negotiations impact how the Titans can use the two tags or maybe one tag and the news around that we talked about how Tannehill's extension rumors continue to come about how that will impact how the Titans handle free agency going forward and of course how it affects the use of those two tags and then did a little combine preview for you guys for tonight's on-field drills with the quarterbacks tight ends and wide receivers so I will be back with you guys tomorrow as always I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now?